0: Good, yeah, oh, awesome. So I counted at the end of the trip and we sang and danced that song a total of 18 times. (laughs) It was like the world's longest Zumba class. Um, But the team was awesome. Uh, if, If I haven't met you yet and we haven't had a chance to talk yet, my name is Courtney, I am the missions director here at Northeast Community Church. And um, before a couple people come up from the team to tell you about the trip, I want to tell you why I want them to tell you about the trip. Um, if you have been around here for a while, you know that our goal for missions at this church is to be family, to be family at home and to be family abroad um, in some very specific ways. And uh, the kids that you just saw in that video are your sponsor kids. That's our family. That's our Hunter and family. I'm the crying missions director. Sorry. Um, but, you know, three years ago, I stood, did you see the big, the statue of Jesus that's on a mountain called Picacho? And I stood up there three years ago, and I could clearly hear God saying, NECC needs to be family in Honduras. And I was like, right. But how are we going to make that happen? We're a little tiny church and are people really going to travel? And um, as I began to talk to people, people were like, yeah, that's great for you. I know you like to do that. That's not really my thing. And I was like, God, I don't know Are people going to catch the vision. And as we continued to walk forward as a mission team, God was faithful and you guys were faithful. Um, And it's happening. God is making us family. Um, I want to thank you so much not just for helping send people, but for praying for us. One of the most amazing things that came out of that week was that the staff of Orphan Outreach in the country was so encouraged. They were like this, is the, like, this is the smoothest, most submitted team. And I was like, it has nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with Jesus. It has everything to do with the people at home that are supporting us and praying for us. Um, and so I thank you for that. I thank you in every single way that you, um, that you supported. Um, I've been doing international ministry for over 15 years, and I have had every question from like, why don't we just serve more in our own neighborhood? Well, because God called us to the ends of the earth. And why, you know, isn't it better to just send the money and not go? Well, the, the reality of that is most people don't do that. They, they you know, you say that, but it doesn't happen. Um, and really, are we making an impact? And we are. But it's not us, it's God. God is making the impact. And so uh, a couple of people from the team um, are going to share with you. I got some of the things that happened on that trip.
1: Hi, I'm Bree. If you don't know me, I go here sometimes. Um, so if you guys can tell from like the weeks leading up to the trip, one of the biggest things I was excited about was the chance for our church to plug in and sponsor kids and. You know, write them letters and have that relationship with them. And so it was an amazing opportunity to go and see um, some of what God was doing and how He was using Nico to impact those kids' lives. Um, our team got the opportunity to go to some of those kids' houses and meet their families. And um, one of the questions we would ask them is How is Nico impacting your kid and how do you see the difference? And um, one of the biggest ways is a lot of those kids, they don't have a chance to get help with homework. It's either their parents are working or no one in their house can read or write. So the teachers are so patient with them. They help them. They give them the chance to get a better education. Um, also, Nico gives them a meal each day as they're tutoring them. And for a lot of those kids, that's the only meal they get for that day because their families can only afford to eat you know, every other day. And um, they also go to therapy in the program, and a lot of them live in really um, tough areas and are in really tough situations. So it was amazing to see how Nico cares for their physical, um, mental, and educational needs and how the parents were just so thankful and their eyes would light up as soon as they started talking about Nico in the program. Um, a lot of times we 'll talk about it in church, or my dad will say um, people don 't care how much you know until you show how much you care and so that was the coolest thing for me to see how well Nico cares for those kids and um what an impact they make in that way, because a lot of those kids they 're very cute and they 're wonderful, but they have some mouths on them, and they <laughs> they take a little patience because they're, they're they're some they say some things yeah. But the teachers are so patient with them, and they just keep working with them. And um, it, it's just amazing to see how they love on kids who a lot of people would write off and say, well, they're not going to get it. But um, that's why I was really excited about us, you know, to get the chance to keep writing them and encouraging them and showing them how much God loves them. Um, I think it's a really cool chance to come from a different country, maybe not even speak the language, but... Personally, one-on-one talk about with a child, like, God loves you. It's that important that I came all this way. And I feel like that really makes an impact and, like, sticks out to them. Like, this person must mean what they say because they're having even a hard time communicating it with me. But um, I feel like that's the kind of stuff that sticks out in their mind. And so um, Nico does a great way of showing they care. It was, it's exciting that Northeast gets the opportunity to partner with them. And as you continue sponsoring your kids, I just encourage you to continue to pray for them and pray that as we um, help fill them up that they can turn around and help others, uh, pour into others in their community. Um, NICO stands for Nino in community, so that's why they pour into the kids in the hope that they will grow up and pour into others. So I just encourage you guys as sponsors to continue to write them and pour into them and pray for them.
2: Thank you. Hey, so my name is Aaron. Uh, that's what I go by on the weekdays. Um, on the weekends, I'm uh, I'm known in many circles as uh, Super AA Ron Men. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to share with you uh, really, really briefly a little bit about, um, you know, what, what happened and why it was important that uh, you know, our church, not, not just a handful of people, but our church, your support, your prayers, your, um, your resources went to sending a team um, to represent Northeast Community Church and really to represent the, the God, all right, the, the Jesus Christ, you know, in, in Honduras. And so um, I'm going to start off with telling you a quick story about um, a young, young boy that I met there. His name is uh, Osbel. So uh, I got connected randomly kind of with with Osbel um, just through uh, in the pictures in the in the lobby we had several weeks back where uh, we were looking for sponsorships and I didn't really understand what sponsorship meant like what is, what does this mean why are Why do these kids need? Um, you know, money and resources. What are we doing here? Um, but you know, just trying to be faithful, and ended up connecting a friend of mine to to Osbel, and then I went and and actually met him. You know, God organized it completely by His own providence that I would uh, meet him in Honduras and get to see his house and his family. And so, um, you know, Osbel is uh, that's that's him up here um, in the brown shirt, and uh, so Osbel is seven years old, I believe. And uh, so he lives um, in, in a community called um, La Invasion, which is uh, the invasion, which means, um, you know, basically, uh, these, are, these are squatters, right? So they, they live in like, um, maybe brick, maybe tin type shacks that are, um, I would say it's half, the, his house is half the size of this stage. And, you know, about six people live there, um, and including his, um, you know, his mom and his um, younger sisters. And um, so, aspel was having um, some issues with uh, struggling to learn uh, in school. Uh, you know, one thing I wanted uh, to explain about the Honduran school system is, uh, you know, you your, your kids would probably go to school from about 7.30, 8 o'clock, get off at 3.45-ish and, Um, that's what it was when I was in in school, but, uh, you know, maybe after some after school programs and football or something in Honduras, they go to school from about eight to 1130 and, and then that's it. And then they go wherever. Um, and they go home and, and the, the government and the school system and no one is responsible for them anymore. Right. So, um, so Osbell would leave school after having not really learned, Anything, uh, not anything, just not what he needed, not, not no personalized kind of learning, although the teachers really do care um, and 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 then you know his 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 mother would be you know away, working some you know what we would consider like a terrible job just to be able to put. $5 worth of, of food to feed her family uh, on the table, right? And, and, and no uh, father uh, around, um, it, you know, kind of broken families and things like that. So um, it, it, it became difficult for him and, and just kind of with a lot of free time in that afternoon, you know, what, what are you doing? And, and the, um, you know, just with the conditions of the economy, it's easier to get into um, uh, just, just all types of different troubles and things like that. So I didn't understand what Nico was, this program that is an after-school program for kids, and why it was important until I, I went down there. And so um, w- one thing that I learned uh, big time was immediately is that God is not an American God, right? I think that uh, a lot of times we... Um, Sometimes in our prayer life, we can be guilty of it or just um, the things that we hear on the radio. I'm not calling out any radio stations or anything like that, but just sometimes we can get wrapped up in like, you know, hey, um, you know, God is like this suburban God and, you know, if, you know, and we just need to meet kind of our suburban needs. And yes, Northeast Community Church is here for the needs of this community, but we have to remember that this God that we serve cares about us and also cares about Osbell, right, and cares about his family and his parents and all the people in his community in Honduras. Um, and so uh, that that was really um, I wanted to get that that message across to us real quick, and um, just to let you know that our church is participating in that um, that vision and that that support of um, of, of a global church. Um, and so I also just wanted to. Um, one of, one of the really most striking things. So that's, that's kind of why we were, we were going. But one of the most striking things for me on a missions trip is, um, you know, when you tell people why you're going, you know, or, or when you say pe- to people, hey, I'm going on a missions trip, what, what's the first thing they ask? You? I don't know if anyone here has been on uh, any international trip for church or anything like that. But I'll tell you, the first thing that they ask is, what are you building? What are you going to do? Um, you know, what... Um, you know, what's what's your project, you know? And I guess the expectation is that, you know, we are bringing our, you know, American money and skills and resources into this place where they can't do for themselves, right? They need they need a savior. They need someone to save them for a week from whatever dire situation that they're going through and then, you know, carry us out on their shoulders as, you know, as, as we leave back to the airport. And, and this trip wasn't that at all. We didn't build anything. Um, we didn't we weren't there to um to to do we were there to be right and so um when people asked me what i did i said i i played with kids like you know that's that i and you know i dressed up like like ridiculous and and ran around and and sang this song 18 times <laughs> um but i i don't doubt at all anymore i guess i maybe i had some doubts beforehand but i don't doubt at all that it was meaningful and impactful um and and another thing that i've just learned through this trip was just that god is just so much more creative and complex and intricate than i could ever be and so um you know his plans through um you know just having us be there with with silly capes on and coming up with games for the kids heart and mind and and and, and spirit um were Deeply impactful and um, and deeply memorable to the people that we were uh, we were there to serve not only the kids but also their parents. We would go by on, on house visits and bring by um, food baskets. So I, I'm I'm bringing you into this story because um, your donations, your support, have provided food baskets that um, you know again a week's worth of food is in immediate need that opens the door to be able to talk about. Christ in these homes, because, you know, that's, that's why we were there. I mean, we, we have superhero capes on, but we're not, we, we are not the saviors, right? We're not, you know, we, we bring a, a food basket, but every time it's, this is from God. This is from people who love Jesus Christ, who care about you, who have been praying for you, and who are, want to, um, you know, bless you just the same way that God has blessed us. God gave to me, I can't not give to you. And, and, and that message um, really permeates the community and can change a community over, over time. And so I just wanted to share with you a few of the things that we're, we're doing there. Um, and I just wanted to leave, end on um, just a scripture that um, popped out over the course of us being there. And it's Proverbs nineteen twenty one, And it is, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. And anything that, <clears throat> that we can do, as a church community, that is going to have lasting impact. Um, uh, that is for Christ. is 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 better than any you know edifice or building that we could build. Is better than any money that we can donate. That that time and that energy to um, to allow us to enter into God's plan because He doesn't need us, right? He doesn't need me. Uh, he He can provide. Um, on his own, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, you know, it's, it's all his, so that he allows me to enter into his story, and, and just be a tiny catalyst that, you know, sets off this series of events that are all within his purposes and his plan, and that will last much beyond my vapor of a life, Um, and is, is incredible, and I encourage, I thank Northeast Community Church for sending us, and thank all you guys for sending us and uh, I hope that you guys will um, grasp on and latch on to that vision with us. Thanks.
0: It's hard not to call him Super A Ron all the time. So this portion of the service is technically called uh, Missions Update. So let me give you an update, and then we can move on. Um, I think the coolest thing, if you were here a few weeks ago, when I gave you the last update, was that in this whole vision of being family, the idea is that we would walk along and we would gather as we go. And family would just look like whoever comes along and whoever we make space for and whoever we um, ask to join. right? And that's happening. I want to explain to you everything that's going on at the NECO program. because of this church. Um, it was surprising to Orphan Outreach, the office in Dallas. I've been working with them for 10 years. Um, a lady, sweet name, lady named Dijon got to work on Monday after we had our sponsorship weekend here and was like, why are all the kids in Honduras sponsored? And so I got a call and I was like, yeah, our church did that. We rose. And here's the really cool thing. Because all of those kids are sponsored, they're now opening up a morning program. So we have kids in second and third grade. They're gonna be there in the afternoon after school. But we have a lot of fourth, fifth, and sixth graders that are getting in trouble in the morning and not making it to school in the afternoon because nobody's home to watch them and nobody's there to send them off to school. So starting in two weeks, the kids there will be kids in the fourth, fifth, and sixth grade program that will be there every day of the week, that they will come. They'll come and they'll be there. I want to tell you guys, this week was incredible. But it's for so many reasons to me that are, um, yes, poverty is hard. Yes, lack of education is hard. One of the things that's the hardest for me um, doing this and really being dug deep into the developmental piece of children that come from hard places is to see kids grow up without an ability to imagine or to dream. I sat in a village in Guatemala one time and I asked a group of girls that were all like 9 and 10 years old what they wanted to be when they grew up. And it wasn't like we don't know. It was like there was not, there wasn't, it was like it just didn't compute. And later on after I just, I mean I stood there and struggled and struggled and I thought well I'll do the cool thing where I just don't say anything and we'll sit in silence and somebody will come up with an answer. But what happened was nothing. I left there feeling really defeated and um, a very sweet lady I'm still learning lessons, came alongside, and she said, do you want to understand what just happened there? And I said, yeah, you tell me. She said, two years from now, those girls will all be married off. They don't get to think about what they want to be. They don't, there's not a dream. Um, and so going into this trip, one of the things that I told the team, and to hear Aaron talk about, we didn't build anything, um, it makes me so overjoyed. What you did as a church was to provide kids a safe space to imagine. Like, just to be a kid for a week, which is not something that they normally get. There's not the luxury of being able to, like, dream and be a superhero when your job after school is to, like, sit and try to crack open almond shells to have enough almonds for your, your family to eat dinner that night. And so um, I thank you. Because that piece was great in giving those kids an opportunity to dream. But let me tell you the other thing it did. It gave the staff the biggest boost ever. These people have been walking with this community for eight years, waiting for people to come alongside, waiting for a church to say, we'll walk with you. This is a valuable thing. It hasn't been done yet because it wasn't orphan care. It wasn't traditional orphan care but our church's ability to believe that community care is important, and that is part of orphan prevention, that if we can take care of these kids, we can hopefully stop the cycle in the next generation or the generation after that. That's a huge deal. The update is gathering and being family is working, and it's working because you guys are invested, and I can't tell you how much that means. So if you're sitting here and you're like bummed out because you don't have a sponsor kid, don't worry. <laughs> You're like, I don't have a sponsor kid um, Don't worry There's a new crop of 4th, 5th, and 6th graders And those guys need sponsors So in the coming weeks You will see the kids up in the lobby And we will sponsor them too Alright um, The last thing is um, What nobody else knows but me and that is, we're going again next year. People know that. But what they don't know is this thing that happens when you see somebody that you haven't seen in a year, and they see you, and your eyes connect, and you go, whoa, hey, how are you? I've missed you. I've thought about you. I've been all the way on the other side of the world. And I know you, and you know me, and we're back together. I think every time that I see a team return to a place again, that that's probably what heaven's going to look like. Like, we're going to get there and be like, hey, hi, I know you, and you know me, and now we get to be together. So um, we're not going to stop, which is sponsorship. We're doing prayer support. My hope is that eventually I'm going to talk to the elders about this. We're going to be able to sponsor one of the tutors so that they have a teacher that they need. Um, and then I'm asking you to either support the team, sponsor, or join us next year. In Honduras, we're going to be there over um, from July 30th, or sorry, June 30th to July 9th. That should be seventh. I made a mistake. <laughs> um, it is it is a full eight days, um, and we're going to go back and we will work in the same community with the same kids. You will see your sponsor kids if you go, um, and we will hug the necks of the same tutors and teachers. Because they really, really are our family. So I can t- I encourage you. Uh, in the coming weeks, you'll start to see some things in the lobby that will help you get a little bit more dug in. And then the last thing is, we are called to be family abroad and also at home. So two weeks from today, don't come here. Go over to Pflugerville Healthcare Center. Um, uh, Gail and Albert are leading up the effort. We are gonna go over there and visit and hang out um, with the residents at that senior care center. We're gonna love on the staff, love on the residents. We're gonna be family in another piece of Pflugerville. And so please be sure to sign up on your way out um, because, sorry. because we want to keep being faithful and stewarding what the Lord is doing. He's giving us opportunities, and we want to steward them well. Um, let me pray for us. And then the worship team, or is it Sean? Sean's walking this way. I'm going to pray. Let's get the worship team back up here, and we'll finish up this service. God, I thank you. I thank you so much. Lord, I thank you that... Um, Eight people can go to Honduras, God, but you sent a whole church of hearts. God, I thank you that we get to love people that we don't even know. We get to call them family because they're family by your blood. All of us created an image and likeness. But I thank you for um, the way that you do care individually for each and every one of us. God, the way that you do know our names, the way that you know um, that the people we visit at the Pflugerville Healthcare Center, God, when we're faithful, receive exactly what they need, that we'll receive what we need from you, Lord. God, you provide and you protect, God. And we're grateful for that. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to worship with our hands and our feet, Lord, um, to be your love, to be family. God, it is precious, and it is a privilege, Lord. And so let us do it well, for your glory and honor, never our own. We love you. We love you. In your name, Jesus. Amen.